Hi, everybody. This is Jeannie Faulkner, and you're listening to Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting, the podcast. I'm the author of Common Sense Pregnancy, the book, and this podcast is my way of keeping the damn straight common sense going before, during, and after parenthood. There's no way around it. Every single one of us has a deep, profound, cellular connection to motherhood. It doesn't matter what your mother is like, whether she was the best in the world, whether she was the worst, whether she's dead or alive, whether she was your birth mother, adopted mother, foster mother, grandmother, or other mother. Everybody has a mother, is a mother, or knows a mother. It's time we elevate the conversation about motherhood, what it's like, where we've been, what we need, where we're going, and not just here in America, but all over the world. We are celebrating our second Mother's Day together. Last year, um, we had a conversation with my kids, and that was really, that was enlightening for me. I learned a lot from that. I enjoyed it. And uh, it's been downloaded a bunch of times, so I'm hoping it spoke to you too. I want to thank everybody for all of the new subscriptions and for helping us keep this podcast growing. And please, oh, please go leave a review over on iTunes so that when other parents go looking for smart information on this big job we're all doing, they'll find Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting. So thanks, everybody. Review, subscribe, share, 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 and spread the news. And of course, buy the book, will you? Common Sense Pregnancy is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Target. It's everywhere. So Mother's Day. Um, This weekend, thousands of people are gathering in Washington, D.C. for yet one more demonstration. Um, This time it's called the March for Moms. And we talked with one of its founders, Ginger Breedlove, back a couple weeks ago on episode 72. And you can find out everything you need to know over at marchformoms.org. And this demonstration is taking Mother's Day back to its roots. It's a demonstration for policies to improve the experience of motherhood here in the United States. And it includes, you know, all the things we've been talking about, like America's rising maternal mortality rate and the poor outcomes mothers experience here during their prenatal and birth experiences. Um... especially for women of color. Uh, March for Moms addresses perinatal depression, which is a huge contributor to maternal mortality rates um, caused by suicide. They're addressing premature birth and maternity and family leave policies. And all of these issues on the surface, they might look like what we generally call women's issues or mother's issues. But look a little deeper, and what we're really talking about is, you know, we're talking about family issues. We're talking about the way we treat women and parents in America and current political actions to include pregnancy as a pre-existing condition that will limit women's abilities to access health insurance. That's all the impetus we need to make Mother's Day political again. I mean, this week, if nothing else, this week is good reason for us to go back to Mother's Day's roots. 
Mother's Day has really deep political roots, and it started out at least in part as a demonstration. Now, how it morphed into the candy flowers brunch occasion most of us celebrate today is a story just like what happened at Christmas. We commercialized the heck out of it. And, you know, I'll be honest, I for one, I'm okay with getting presents simply because I'm the mother of children. I'm really good with us having a holiday that showcases who we are, what we do, what we're worth, and, you know, we get presents. I'm delighted with Father's Day for the same reasons. What I'm not good with is the way American parents get treated the other 364 days of the year and the fact that our health care, child care, and ability to take time off work to care for family, it's all unaffordable. Options. That's what we need to be talking about. And so, you know, today, let's talk a little about where Mother's Day came from and what people are demonstrating about right now. You know, I've written about this before um, and I've spoken about it before, but it's really interesting to me that long before, you know, brunches and roses and the candy and the presents, what Mother's Day was about was it was a feminist political rant. It's credited to three women, two who are named Anna Reeves Jar- or Anna Jarvis, one was a mother and one was a daughter, and Julia Ward Howe. And each in her own time period, these women dedicated a day of activism in the name of mothers. And of course, the Mother's Day we celebrate, you know, on the second Sunday of May now, it was inspired when Anna Jarvis, the mother, was teaching a Sunday school lesson on mothers. And apparently she said, I hope and pray that someone sometime will found a Memorial Mother's Day. There are many days for men, but none for mothers. So uh, after Anna Jarvis died, her daughter, Anna Jarvis the daughter, remembered her mother's wish. And despite having no children of her own, she lobbied Congress through a barrage of letters for the official declaration of a Mother's Day holiday. By 1911, Mother's Day was celebrated in almost every state in the United States. And on May 8, 1914, President Woodrow Wilson signed a joint resolution which designated the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Um, Julia Ward Howe, her name might be familiar because she wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic and her Mother's Day had an entirely different slant. Rather than it being a day to celebrate and honor mothers and motherhood, she wanted her holiday to be a rallying cry to instigate peace following the Franco-Prussian War. She drafted a proclamation calling on all mothers in the world to put an end to the senseless waste of life perpetuated in the name of war. Ward Howe said, Why do not the mothers of mankind interfere in these matters to prevent the waste of that human life of which they alone bear and know the cost? Her Mother's Day became an annual peace protest that was held in Boston and other parts of the country. And for years, it energized mothers and heightened the potential of mothers' voices bound together for a greater good. Julia Ward Howe's version of Mother's Day 
eventually disappeared in the years before World War I. Um, you know, Mother's Day today generally has almost nothing to do with you know, these political roots. And in fact, it's now a holiday that has more in common with Christmas than, you know, with feminism or with demonstrations or with peace rallies. Though I would argue that now more than ever, that's exactly what Mother's Day should be about. What she said really resonates with me. Why do not the mothers of mankind interfere in these matters to prevent the waste of that human life of which they alone bear and know the cost? She's talking to us, mamas. She's saying it's time for us to stand up and take matters into our own hands. Take a look at what is happening in our country and the cost that our sons and our daughters pay in terms of military expenses. And you know what? She's speaking to us too. Uh, retailers report that Mother's Day is the second highest gift-giving holiday in the U.S. Christmas comes first. It's the third biggest greeting card holiday um, behind Christmas and Valentine's Day. And Americans spend more than $18 billion for Mother's Day on cards, gifts, chocolates, and um, parties. It's predicted that this year alone, people will spend close to $20 billion on flowers, or excuse me, close to $2 billion on flowers, and, um, you know, about $125, $130 on gifts and a piece per mom, per person. Um, for all the things that we buy moms. And now don't get me wrong. I think showering mom with extra love and appreciation is a really good idea, but we also kind of feel like it's time to get back to the spirit of intention. And, you know, if you have a chance to go to the demonstration on Sunday in DC or one like it in your town, go, let's see what happens if we change the most important cultural dynamics and make life easier more equitable and, you know, simply possible for those of us who are trying to work hard and raise our kids and bring up the next generation of humans who are, you know, going to be our future. All we're asking for is support, right? The same kind of support that most mothers in most con developed countries get. Now, of course, that doesn't let anybody off the hook on the gift giving front. And I want to read, read something I wrote a million years ago for Fit Pregnancy that when I was writing the Ask the Labor Nurse column, and it still seems to really resonate. I wrote, Mother's Day is this weekend, and for many of you, it's your first. Sweet. You're in for oodles of homemade cards and crafts, sticky breakfasts in bed, brunches, pedicures, and presents, presents, presents. That is, if your husband or partner does his or her job right. Unlike birthdays and other holidays, this one's a new responsibility for your baby's father. He's probably done a thing or two for his own mom, but chances are good his efforts were guided and financed by his own father. Now that he's the dad, he may not know exactly what he's supposed to do. After all, you've never been the mother in his life before. So this week, I thought I'd write a basic manifesto of what a guy needs to know to pay proper homage to the woman who bore his progeny, delivered his heir, and presented him with the cutest, smartest, most fabulous son-daughter ever born. 
Pay attention, boys. Follow these simple guidelines and you'll be fine. Number one, Mother's Day is a specific date. Circle it on the calendar and make sure you make a fuss over mom on that day. If you absolutely positively positively can't celebrate on that day, aka you're deployed, hospitalized, or somehow incapacitated, make sure you select a pre-approved and very specific replacement date, say the day before or weekend after the real Mother's Day. Two, if your wife is pregnant, she's a mother. Don't wait until you see the actual baby before you start celebrating. Even if she's still in the nausea, nausea stage, doesn't have a bump yet, and no one knows but the two of you, give her a card, bring her some flowers, and let her know that you know she's already the mother of your child. This sentimental, mushy stuff counts big time to, to a lot of us, especially when we're feeling gross and emotional. We can't get enough of it. Slather on the love, guys. It helps us become great mothers. Three, if someone tells you you don't have to celebrate Mother's Day because every day is Mother's Day and it's just a commercialized attempt to sell greeting cards, don't believe them. Your wife will be really annoyed with you if you blow it off. Every day is not Mother's Day. If it were, then it would be a really lousy holiday. If, for instance, today was Mother's Day, mine would include non-celebratory events like cleaning the bathroom, attending a teacher conference, work, unplugging the toilet, and picking up dog dew. Those are not holiday activities. Four, here are good ways to make a fuss over mom, your wife, not your mother. Hint, if you make a bigger fuss over your mother than your wife, you're in big trouble, mister. Take her out to brunch. Send her off without kids to go shopping for new clothes for her, not you or the kids. Schedule a massage for her. Take her to the movies. Arrange a picnic, which she does not have to shop for, prepare, or clean up after. And by all means, buy her presents. At least two. One from you and one from your baby. You're setting the tone for how you expect your children to treat their mother. Your father did this for you. It's time for you to carry the torch. Five. Being broke is no excuse. Do something special just for her. Anything, but make it good, make it personal, and make sure she knows she's the best thing that ever happened to you. Homemade cookies. Again, she does not have to make them or clean up after them. A love note or flowers picked from the yard will do, but only if you can't afford to buy her a present. Six, she's not your mother. Why do you have to buy her a present? Because she went through pregnancy, labor, birth, breastfeeding, postpartum pudginess, and way more hours up in the night than you. Because she gave you a daughter who is your princess or a son who is your best little buddy. Because your child doesn't earn money yet, can't drive to the store, and hasn't a clue what mom likes. Because Father's Day is only a month away, and if you want a present, you'd better ante up and get your nut, and you're get or you're getting nothing, honey. Seven. The best reason to pamper her silly on Mother's Day? Because you love her and appreciate what she's done to make your life so great. Because you love your child and know that the best way to show your love is to show up and make the most of every opportunity to celebrate her. Mother's Day is one of those opportunities. Do it right, boys. The mother of your child deserves it. Now, if you're looking for a way to celebrate Mother's Day and honor your mom, in a big, splashy, warm, fuzzy, and globally humanitarian way, make a donation to one of or more mom-centric humanitarian organizations like CARE or Every Mother Counts, 
Or do your mom shopping with a a purpose. There's a ton of great stuff out there. Like go check out the super cute Tom's shoes or the custom designed cookies or any of the gorgeous gifts you can pick up over at Every Mother Counts where part of your purchase goes to support their mission to reduce maternal mortality. Okay, we do not have a guest this week because I wanted to talk about Mother's Day, the March history and all that. But I also wanted to answer this one particular, very poignant listener email. Hi, Jeannie. I am a motherless mother, mothering without a guidebook. My own mother died when I was a baby and I was raised by my dad, who, if I say so myself, did a very good job of it. I was also raised by my grandmas and two aunts who've been part of my life from the start. Seriously, if I had to grow up motherless, I couldn't have found a better family to do that in. Now I have a baby and I feel like I have no idea how to do this. My grandmothers are both gone and my aunts are on the other side of the country. My dad is still a big part of my life and is actually a huge help in figuring out a lot of things, but I want my mom. I feel like I'm whining when I say that, but I really, really want my mom. What do I do? Janelle. Oh, Janelle, honey, I get it. I get it so hard. Damn, I really get it. You're talking about grief, which I bet you didn't expect to feel considering you've been motherless your whole life. I think that deep need for your mother at one of the most profound and vulnerable times of your life is it's pretty universal. You want to be taken care of. You want to be shown how to take care of your own child. You want to know how women do this hard thing day after day. You want to know what other women feel like when they're doing it too. And that once you're a mother, you're still going to be okay as you. You want your mother. I get it. I didn't have a mother either with most of my children and I felt that void too. I had my sisters and an incredibly supportive husband, but I didn't have a mother and that hurt a lot. And you know what? The hard thing is there's no, there's no cure for this. There's really nothing to do except to feel it, to honor your mother's memory and the part that she holds in your life by feeling it. And, you know, gather your people around you and recognize that you don't have your mom but you probably have everything you need to raise that child deep inside. You will learn from your dad and your friends and from other women and from the women who helped raise you. We're everywhere. And if you reach out, we'll catch you. We will mother with you, Janelle. That's all for this week, everyone. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. And let's talk again next week. Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting is produced by Alex Ward at Sounds Like Pictures Studios. You can learn more about me over at my brand new website, jeanfaulkner.com. Email me at gene at jeanfaulkner.com. Tweet me at jeanfaulkner. And make sure you leave a nice review over on iTunes. Talk to you all again next week. Bye.